You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 169th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is uh, Tim in Orlando. This is Matt the... I don't have anything this week. This is Matt in Minneapolis. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this is Spencer in Boston. Um, how you guys doing? Uh, not good, guys. I got to break in right here. Um, really had a tough day today. I, um, I'm sorry to hear that. Sarah and I went out, and long Ooh. story short, um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I had some ice cream. And the last Sounds time I had like a pretty ice cream, normal day. yeah, exactly. Last time I had ice cream, I got a little like stomach issue. I was like, ah, you know, like maybe it was ice cream. And then I had ice cream again today. It's I'm I'm allergic to ice cream. I I don't think oh I can do gosh. ice cream ever again. And Tim, uh, you guys can imagine how this is leaving me right now. <laughs> they make pills and stuff for you weird lactose intolerant people, don't they? I'm Not vegan weird. Now. I guess pretty. Yeah, right. I bet. Yep. Black beans That's... only. Black beans and rice from now on. That's all I'm Break, gonna eat. Breaking news. Tim Tim is vegan. So Tim, that's all, funny all, that... all, all the rabbit food jokes over the past decade are coming back to haunt you. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny that your 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 vegan joke is black beans and rice because I had a black bean and rice burrito for dinner. Yeah, tonight. yeah there you go. I did a lot of research. <laughs> Not knowing it was but, official uh... vegan food. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, you... I, I got some riding in this weekend. Hope you guys did as well. Um nope. the uh Fun times out there on the bike. I it's a whole new Tim now. So now now that I can cut this dairy out of my diet um, due to the ice cream events, at least it was cookies and cream. The last ice cream I ever had was cookies and cream, and man, wow. did it taste good. That is unfortunate, man. That would not be my choice. I gotta say, well, yeah. cookies and cream might be the worst ice cream flavor what? that exists. No way. All right, well, what's worse? Give me one that's worse. Uh, if I was going to do it, can't I, think of it. <laughs> Cherry's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, that uh, pecan. Uh, what what is that? Um, pecan brittle. Pecan or... groove, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a bike company. All right. Ah. So, anyways, guys, bad news here. But other than that, things are good because I did get to ride my bike this weekend. Um, there has been a ton of bike racing going on. There's reasons why people come to the Slow Ride podcast. We'd like to first and foremost thank all of the people that signed up during our pledge yes. drive. The NPR time is over. You don't have to uh, bear through, but go to WideAnglePodium.com to learn more on the show. But our friends at Trek Segafredo and Trek Bicycle in Madison, they did get us a signed Heimar Zubeldia jersey from his very last race. Yeah. And if you – we're extending it out this week. Next week on the show, we'll announce who the winner is of that signed uh, jersey. But this week, if you do become a supporter of the network and you click the slow ride, um, you will be entered into the competition for – for, for winning that. And that's a pretty sweet prize. And guys, the week already was off to a great start when Heimar Zubeldia gave me, me, directed to me, a uh, a video. It was like the greatest moment of my life. Yeah. To you? Yeah, it was, it was better yeah. than having the kid that he wished um, me to have. Okay, just kidding. Not, not yeah. that awesome, but it was right up there. 
It was yeah, pretty what, good. Were you sitting down when you saw it? I mean, did you fall over? Um, I was I was sitting there with little Heimar in my hands, and it was one of the coolest moments ever. I'm, I was very, very blessed to have a kid and then to have one of my favorite cyclists for, like, a brief second know who I am just because he remembered my name. <laughs> he had to he remember pro- it just long probably, enough. He was probably queued up with four or five other people he had to talk about. You know, like, okay, now yeah. do one for uh, Diane. She's really yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then I was next in line. But it was fantastic. So awesome. thanks to uh, – Trek for sending that down uh, made my day, and uh, if you want to see that, you can find it on the uh, at the Super Rookie on Twitter or over at the Wide Angle Podium on yep. Twitter. Uh, where yep. we're at, and and like Tim said, we're wrapping up the uh, the the drive, so you're not going to hear a whole bunch of that from us this week. Uh, we do want to say just a big shout out and a big thanks to everybody that has signed up. Um, there were a bunch of you, and it's really really helpful, and it's really really great uh, that you know to to get that kind of financial feedback that we're we're doing something that you guys appreciate and you like uh it it means a lot to everybody on the network i know and um so we just want to say thanks and uh we'll we'll get back to our regular programming without a whole bunch of begging uh you know going forward so and let's get right into it guys i mean there's there's so much to discuss and i feel at times that it's really tough because we have to almost um rank the news of the week in yeah. our free form discussion and like what is so up until basically Friday, um, things were were going pretty good, and then the news dropped that America's team, our favorite, I mean, little guy, did all he could to end this team, and it pretty <laughs> much has happened. That's not true. I motivated them. Poor and old... look how look how well they've been doing since. So I we are them talking about Cannondale Drapek, and they announced that. Cannondale is basically no longer going to be the title sponsor. They had someone else lined up to be the title sponsor at $7 million a year, and then that company, whomever they are, dropped away. Now, so much to discuss here, but I just want to throw this one out there. How often – I think cycling more than any other sport has people or companies, quote unquote, signed up to be sponsors that then drop (laughs) out at the last minute. Uh, like, yeah. Is, is yeah. this is this the classic? <laughs> I'm announcing something too soon, too early, or is this just they don't know how to get a guarantee? I, I'm a little confused it's, here. It's their Hincappy interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It seems to be. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I. You're right, Tim. No other. No other anything seems to have this uh, many deals yeah. fall through. Yeah. I don't know. I've never like when the Boston Bruins announced. You know so-and-so is the sponsor of something going forward it's that's just what it is that's how like you never they never have to backtrack on that you know like when yeah when <sighs> maybe but uh, maybe in other sports you know you don't have to mention things as much because it's not as much title sponsor you know you don't have to mention the brooms don't have to mention that they got somebody for that coveted section right near the penalty box um to buy that you know they got a hoagie company to buy the thing and now it (laughs) fell through now they got to put Coors Light back up there like they don't have to mention that they're they're grinders up here they're not hoagies oh Oh, man (laughs) uh you guys in your polar water or whatever it is come on so but I mean it's a good point um maybe it is because of the title sponsor name but there's so much to discuss here and Vodders put it out there um, the riders, uh, they, they announced the riders, hey, they've reopened all the contracts. Uh, Rigoberto Uran has even said, what, he's given them uh, 
three days, like two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Two weeks. Which I mean, Yaron's definitely in the catbird seat here, so now he's gonna. I mean, his services are gonna be up for um, bidding. Well, yeah. I think uh, he's got contracts on the table. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, two yeah. weeks from today to the minute, he's just gonna put, yeah. you know, ink to paper kind of thing. So well, and, that's and nice of him he, to wait, though. I mean, that and that sort of. I mean, especially in these situations where, like, if the big riders do jump ship immediately, that really throws all the domestiques under the bus. Because, you know, like, yeah. if you're oh, just not just some random. The, well, even the, the 50 the, support staff that run yeah. these teams. I mean, not yeah. just the domestiques and the 50 support staff. It throws all of us, all of our fans under the bus. Because these teams, like, we just sort of expect them to be there because we're used to. Teams like the Bruins and the Minnesota Twins and things just kind of being there. And cycling just kicks you when you're down, like, all the time. Like, the rug just gets pulled right out from under you, and teams can disappear that seem fine. Like, Cannondale seemed fine. They're in the World Tour, like, what, a week or two ago, the UCI said, yep, all 18 World Tour spots are full. Everything's fine. Yeah. And then now this. So okay. how does that happen? How does this happen? Well, they just announced that other sponsor came on board, um, what, during the tour? Is this yeah, supposed oath. like pretty oath? And then – so here, are we surprised though that Cannondale is going away from a title sponsorship? I'm not. With the state of bicycle retail no. and what's happening in the industry, it's a no-brainer that they're – especially a publicly traded company like that, they're cutting out that massive um, overhead. Right. I still yeah. think it's a valuable sponsorship. That's why they're yeah. staying on as a bike uh, brand there. But no fault to their own. Cannondale, you've done good. You know, you're gracefully exiting. But I have to admit, I don't know if I can truly believe Vodders on this kind of thing because it almost – is Vodders doing this for the publicity? Because this is a heck of a lot of publicity that, they're, that they need a sponsor yeah. now. That, That's true. So you you know you say the world like the world is going to end. You better raise the debt ceiling or everything is going to end. And then all of a sudden, like oh, we're going to raise the debt ceiling. Like that's the no, yeah. no. I, mean, I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. It, it does seem a little um, yeah. It seems a little fishy. I agree. Well, and, then and what's the, what's crazy is that then every single person on Twitter is like, oh my god, we need to rally and save Cannondale. Like every other team isn't hanging on by a shoestring either. You know what so, I mean? Oh, the, you mean the crowdsourcing that is now going to be set up to become a sponsor of the yeah, team? Yeah, this is embarrassing. So, not only is it embarrassing, it was this the, the play the whole time along. That, <laughs> the, the, this is a serious thing here. So, so they want to become the Green Bay Packers of uh, of professional cycling and become like uh, you know owned by the fans, man. I mean, so that's how, how that else? Was that what Toyota United tried to do years ago? Remember Toyota United? <laughs> that was they, selling, t- yeah, they, they were selling the that. bikes and the kits. Yeah. So here's the question: Are you guys going to donate money to the crowdsourced um, fund for Cannondale? If yes, are you just going to become the biggest shill for Slipstream Sports on this podcast <laughs> for the next ten years about how like you're an owner of the team and we're going to have to deal with your annual report nonsense that would be pretty cool if i got to go to like an annual meeting and i could stand up and be like uh uh, um stage three of perry nice uh you made uh iran attack uh with 15k to go and i i believe that the descent was too close and uh, i didn't i would like you to explain to watch him (laughs) excuse me uh uh, Tim here, uh, I've been a uh, member at the um, Super Bronze level for the last two years. I just wanted to talk about the kit. Um, I was hoping maybe you could <laughs> add a little bit more Argyle, but in a um, a blue tint 
Can you imagine the crowdsourced jersey yeah. for this team? This is going to be the ugliest Whoa. kit ever if they actually make this because everyone's going to have a little say in what the jersey is. Ah. It's going to be great. Well, you know what it you know what it harkens back to is the jerseys of uh, of the UCI Continental teams, Italian and Spanish teams of old, with thousands of small <laughs> logos just pasted everywhere because that company gave them like five hundred bucks or whatever. I mean, I, that would be kind of cool if they went that direction. If they went the crazy Italian direction, the and straight they just up NASCAR. Got I'm just names. saying, maybe those teams had it right all along. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I would pay. I mean. I would be more into paying if my name was some, even if my name was like on the inside of the leg. So maybe only once a year I'd be watching TV and I'd see my name pop up for one second, you know? Yeah. It's right there. I swear it is. So do you have a little guy? uh, We'll get into like what this means for the different riders that are going to be out on the market and everything. But talking about sponsors, who's the uh, who's the go-to? Who would you approach if you're a Vodders and say, like, I have the deal? Because well, let's be honest, $7 million is a hell of a deal for the global reach that this team does get by being in the tour. I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. pretty smoking deal. Well, here's what I think, and, this, and it's got a few components to it. But one, and it, <laughs> this might not seem like it makes sense at first, but one, I'm looking at Adam Hansen's pro cycling stats page. It doesn't say he has a contract for next year. That means he might be making shoes full time. You know what that means? He needs to get a job with New Balance. New Balance needs to become title sponsor because they're still like a, a sponsor currently. They start making shoes. They get Adam Hansen, the cobbler, in. And they just mm-hmm. go all in into the cycling market. Like, boom, $7 million in. You got shoes. You got an ex-pro tour rider designing shoes for you. You're an instant hit. Wow. I see. I was thinking more. Um, it's okay. Like feel-good story of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, come and on. That, that would, How, would you guys be excited for- to buy one American-made shoes made by crazy Adam Hansen that sponsor a crazy team? Come on. Well, I think that Spencer would just be excited because that would be his team in his own backyard because New Balance well, would be headquartered exactly. in Boston. He'd be like, oh, man, I guess I've got to be a New Balance. A I'm team just New saying they're, they're America's team. Do you, are there any American-made cycling shoes? Yeah, like those Rocket 7s that are in the back of Velodus. Yeah, okay, tiny the Rocket 7s. <laughs> like, uh... Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, on any scale, you I, get an American-made I... cycling shoe that's out on the market, and you get Adam Hansen behind it all. Okay. I, it can't see, fail. I went, I went way more serious as far as Dude, a this uh, is sponsor. Serious. I no, do no, think the, new. No, I do think New Balance should pony up for it because I think it's seven million dollars. But, it, but it's it. New Balance. So I look at it from: Are you really trying to advertise to Americans? Are you trying to advertise to Europeans? You got to go Tesla. Tesla's trying to get into the European market with their cars, mm. and you know now that Volvo is going all to the electronic electric motors and all that in the future in like five years or whatever. This is the yeah. opportunity for a guy that basically eats a seven million dollar bowl of wheaties every morning for <laughs> breakfast he has the money here like this is not <laughs> no like i agree it does seem like know, if you approached him on a good day he would he would do it yeah it it is kind of crazy there hasn't been a car company for a it's long time yeah yeah i mean it it seems like obviously they're like they sponsor in some sense like you the, think you know sky with the jaguars and all that crap but you know what i mean I know it's hard to find a seven million, but is is Vodder shooting too high for the moon here? Too too far from the moon? Do they really need a seven million dollars sponsor? Can't they do it with four million? Just cut half the the riders. I think he'd take. I think he'd take three million at this point. I mean, you only need like twenty riders on the team. You don't need thirty, right? Or do you need to have a requirement for the UCI? No, there's a requirement. Well, there's a number, but it's not even thirty anymore. They lowered it. Okay. So anyway. So here's my thinking. 
I, I was thinking about this. You, you little guy posed this question of of who should be the replacement sponsor for Canada, what type of company, and and uh, and I did a lot of thinking about what sponsors are currently out there, right? So all the main teams uh, have have kind of been like sponsored by either a bike brand, which that's obvious, like okay, Canada, BMC, whatever. Um, the next most popular kind of sponsor, I think, at least currently or for the last couple uh, years, are like banks. Yep. And there's a lot, a lot of, banks. of banks that get involved. And I and I was thinking about why is that? And the only reason I can think is because they figure they, they're a multinational corporation, so they got to sponsor something. But they're also banks, so they're super cheap. And they're like, <laughs> what, this is nothing. what is yeah. the least expensive sport we could get into? You know, we're not going into yep. F1. We're not going into whatever. So they get sure. into cycling. And so that, that speaks to me. That makes some sense. But that, that, that market is played out. Like, you know. So... And then the, you, the last thing that, that seems to sponsor a lot of cycling teams is, is national lotteries. And, yeah. and I, I don't understand that uh, too much, aside from that, uh, again, they're just kind of looking at the overall scope of sport and saying, well, let's play the odds here. What can we, uh, what are we going to get the most bang for our buck, maybe at cycling? And uh, I don't know that that always pays off. So my, my thinking after doing all that kind of you know, background work was, we got to get out. We got to break the mold. You can't, it can't be a bike brand. It can't be a bank and it can't be the lottery. You gotta, okay. you gotta go. You gotta bring in these, these right. sponsors. I've got a good one. So I'm waiting that, for yours. I'm stoked. So, uh, maybe this is the local flair talking, but I'm thinking what kind of multinational corporation that, that, for, that builds itself on fun and, and fueling America. Duncan. Duncan. You gotta go with Duncan. <laughs> okay. All right. D- Duncan, so, Duncan could be good. Um, Duncan would be really good, man. You'd have some sweet commercials with like the whole team rolling up at 6 a.m. Like, Coffee having stops a donut. on the bike. Yep. Grab Coffee a donut. Yep. This oh, team is fueled by Duncan. Do they have a really and small guy that could be the munchkin? It writes itself, you guys. Everybody gets their favorite flavor. Like every month in the magazine ad is like a different rider with, oh, I like the raspberry filled whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's it's a drop yeah. in the bucket for a company who, who do you that think, size. You, you know Vodders likes Boston cream pies too. And you're just like, oh, gross. Nastiest thing ever. Super gross. And of course, yeah. Vodders, yeah. It's, I like it, Spencer, because I always love when um, really unhealthy things sponsor yeah. really healthy things. Well, well this, this goes, you know. Well, because I, no, I always love the say. like the weird thing where it's like it's a, somebody sponsored by Coke and you're like, there's no way that guy's ever ever been able to drink a Coke if he's getting down to one percent right. body fat to win a mountain stage. You know right. what do you what no, do you got, Spencer? Finish this off because well, mine, mine's say, gonna when when I was in Iceland, we we found the Dunkin' Donuts there in Reykjavik, and the European Dunkin' Donuts they're not like the American ones. They're very fancy. Yeah. They had they had a lounge atmosphere. They were playing very nice chill music. They had free Wi Fi. They had different flavors of donuts that I've never seen before. And uh, I th- I think you could trick the Europeans into thinking this was a a high class company sponsoring a, a a world tour cycling team. And at the same well, time, in America, your your marketing could just be like, these guys eat donuts. You can eat them too and still be healthy. I mean, I I agree. To- but with Michael Woods doing so well, I mean, maybe we got to go look at Tim Hortons. Hey. You know, <laughs> oh, I, I stole Tim's idea. No, not okay. Tim Hortons. So 
<laughs> Let me get back on my high horse here. I was okay, thinking okay. about this before you guys went on for the last 15 minutes and poor Tim over here. <laughs> yeah, I feel real so, bad. I'm th- so, Spencer, you're hitting it right now on the head. Not a bike company, something that's a little bit outside the box. Little guy, mm-hmm. you're talking about how much you love when unhealthy companies sponsor teams. I'm yep. thinking about Michael Woods, the star of Cannondale Draypeck, who yep. has an impressive VO2 max that we've heard a lot about. We've heard so, a lot. Where, we, connect where the did dots. we first hear that? You, you know, you know where you know where they need to be sponsored by. Welcome back to the big leagues, Marlboro. Bring Marlboro <laughs> in, and there's your guy, Michael Woods, because he can even afford to have a few cigarettes, become the next Marlboro Cowboy, and his VO2 oh. max is still impressive, and Dude, he could true. still win some races. And then light up a cigarette, because what's the photo that's in every bathroom at bike shops around the country? Oh, it's the yeah. guys lighting cigarettes with the tubes wrapped around him from the Tour de France in 1934. Well, welcome to 2018, Michael Woods. <laughs> Winner. Yep. Tim, think about the Marlboro uh, cycling team kit, but think about Michael Woods as a Canadian champion. In oh, that yeah. Kit. Oh. oh, that kit makes itself. Yeah. Oh. I like it, guys. Uh, does cycling good. have I think- a rule against cigarette sponsoring? Like, because you, you can't in like baseball and all that it's sort a, of crap in the It's UFA. a European sport, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know. Yeah, I think you're, you're probably 95% right. 95% of the fans are smoking on the side of the road. That's true. I mean, in that and in that context, it actually does you know make the sense French for a cigarette company. The yeah. French would yeah. hate. The French would hate Marlboro too. They're like, it's not Jetain. <laughs> yeah, well, why don't why don't they sponsor it then? That'd be awesome. Uh, well, right, I think anyways. these are all solid ideas, guys, and I'll just type it up in a proposal to uh, Vodders and just uh, send that on over to them. Well, yeah, right put that on your uh, show. So I, I'm a, I'm crowdsourced their way into the team. So put money on it, guys. Will Cannondale Drape or will Slipstream be back in the Pro Tour next year? I'm going to say yes. Yes. No. Oh gosh. I where hope will? So. Where, okay. Therefore, and we'll yeah. only do this for one rider. Where's Where's Yuran uh, going to go next year? Astana. He's going to Astana. No, he's going to go to. He probably Kachisha. is. Well, here's here's my other question, Spencer. Who's going to move up to Pro Tour then? Easy. I I don't Aqua care. Blue baby, it's going to be amazing. Here's here's That's the. A... I want to I want to get into the big problem that I have with this, and I saw it brought up a few times uh, on social media today, with Vodders asking for seven million bucks to to make ends meet at the at the men's team that has plenty of sponsors already. They're just trying to pay all their bills. I get it, but. Several people made made the point like uh, any of these sponsors could have a world class women's team for like five hundred k. Yeah, and then somebody said that uh, you could sponsor, you could pay the minimum wage for all of the pro women cyclists for seven million dollars for the entire year. Yeah, so that's insane, and that's a uh, that's a like the the gap that's missing for one world tour men's team could pay the entire salary of the entire peloton for the women's teams yeah it's i mean that's a sad thing and especially because it's we're in cycling and 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 that's already sad in that like some some midfielder on like manchester united or something could <laughs> yeah could just use their spare change to sponsor a pro tour team you know yeah like well that's yeah we'll look yeah. at the fight last night so, mcgregor made 150 million dollars and that wasn't even the top billing mayweather got like 300 million that's, yeah, so why is Vodder's <laughs> calling those dudes? Like, one of them might I, want to... I'm sure he has them on speed dial. I'm just yeah. saying, the best thing Vodder's can do for publicity, which he seems to be very into, is to let the men's pro team die, let all the star riders find new teams, because most of them will, and then he can take what money he has and 
create the most baller women's team that there has ever been. And he'll just be like, hey, this is such a better investment. And people will love him and sponsors yeah. will come flocking. And ASO will still only have two days of racing during the Tour de France. <laughs> Maybe he so, should get Barry Bonds. But they'll just the race the Hammer Series because ASO <laughs> is old news. So, um, just... so before that came along... Uh, so before Vodder stole the news, uh, the Newsweek in the first 20 minutes of the Slow Ride podcast, <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about how uh, TJ Van Garderen reared his ugly head and took out uh, <laughs> Carlos Betancourt in the most tragic of fashions on, uh, what was so... that, Thursday? I was so yeah. bummed. Cause this is I was a big bummer. Yeah, yeah but, this is the Volta. So, the Volta. so here's the thing. When, when TJ crashed the second time, I was like, man, like TJ's shown a lot of heart to get back from this crash. But yeah. then it happened to be that he took out Bettenker when I was like, oh, man, come on. Seriously? Like, TJ, yeah. you're starting to, like, win me over. And then you happen to take <laughs> out the one guy that was cool. It's very fitting that of all the riders to go down with him, it was yeah. Bettenker. I mean, it's it's kind of insane. But come on. He didn't do it on purpose. I'm going to defend TJ I know he here. didn't do it on purpose, but it was just like, come on, TJ. I like, know. of all it's people. I know. Like, a lot of people are crashing in that corner. I don't know what it was about that particular bend. There was already an AG2R guy on the ground when those two fell. Yeah. Like you can see him off on the side of the road. There, Wait, we no, talked about TJ this, Tim. There must have been. And Bettenker got taken out. Yeah, but what we're saying, <laughs> Tim, we talked yeah. about this. There must have been like uh, a dip in the road or something. Yeah, cause it looked like they're some just tree cruising and along. His hand slipped off. It sucked, his hand yeah. just slips, and that's. Yeah, it's random. It sucks, and like I said, I I'm not happy to see TJ crash either. It's it's just like bummed that it was like my favorite racer. Of course, it was TJ that took him out. But yeah. Anyways, so that was that was going to be the lead, right? <laughs> and then the next part was this whole drama of Warren Barguil being sent home by Sunweb. <sighs> that yeah. Why a That's why so even great. bring him? And then they they put out this press release where it's basically. We wish him the best of luck in the future. We've had great time having Barguil on the team. He's done a lot for the team, but we're all about the team. Barguil would not meet the team obligations or agree to the team obligations, and he just went home. Is that Does he hate Wilco Kelderman that much that he's just like, <laughs> I'm not going to work for him? I don't know. I mean, Barguil is obviously the most French rider in the world that he was just like... I, it just it just seems so stereotypical, <laughs> like French. Well, he's leaving to go to a regional French team too. Like, oh, I know, I mean, and, yeah. and the fact like, that he wouldn't he wouldn't well, work, and he's just like I I have plans for myself in the mountains, and you're like, so the, yeah. Dude. There's a couple of things going wrong here, and this is indicative of some of the overarching problems with cycling, right? Like you announce contract things in August, and all of a yeah. sudden these guys have no reason to pedal anymore, and their teams have no reason to keep them at races they're like mm, you know what save some budget one less hotel room send this guy home you know but that just, kind of stuff but why even bring him like they didn't have another guy well, that could line up i don't know i don't know but also uh you just said he's going to a uh, a lower level team maybe not if cannondale's not around <laughs> <laughs> i mean i so i, I one agree of the, one him. of these teams is gonna step up i agree that it it does I feel like I knew that he wasn't going to help going in. Yeah. I can't believe that uh, Sunweb didn't know. I mean, maybe they were hoping that he would uh, he would tow the company line and 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 help Kelderman or uh, Sam Uman or Uman or whatever his name is in the mountains. But um, 
Uh, Tim, I got to say, though, because he's on your Velo Games team, right, Bargill? Yeah. Yeah, Spencer, uh, he's not on yours. He was. Yeah, he was. So <laughs> no. I got to say, I know me and Spencer, a little smirk came across our face when we both read that. Um, I sure did. That I think that's a slow ride first that one of our riders, like one a rider that one of us has picked has been thrown out for just pissing off his team. I think that's the oh, well, first he, time that's uh, ever uh, happened. It's, yeah. It's he was been 13, a, uh, we'll, we'll get he to, was hey, 13th on GC well, when he got thrown out? We'll get... We'll get to Velo Games later, okay? So, oh, like, no, I, I know. I'm just saying, just wasn't yet. he? There's other he was 13th about. on GC, which is kind of crazy. He That's was high yeah. up. pretty rare that somebody doing that well on GC this early in a race gets thrown out, even if they are pissing off. Yeah, the team. Any, anybody not named Rasmussen. Yeah. So, yeah. other things to discuss in the uh, Vuelta. Did you get the amount of Postabon, uh, Menzano Postabon ads on the side of the road? Um, yeah. I've been starting to notice these. You know, maybe they that's the old classic how you want to get into the tour of California by buying the sponsorship. Remember how every year there's always an American team that's like, oh, we should have been in the tour of California. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe if you threw down like a million dollars to become the sponsor of the race, then you can get in like Jelly Belly does every year. And yeah. uh, so maybe that's why, uh, you know, Manzana Postabon seems to really be uh, blowing up this year at the Vuelta. And it looks good. I love the pink jersey and <laughs> little guy. The, yeah. ho- the little uh, little minute bulls uh, um, cousin, yep, almost found himself into the red leader's jersey. Yeah, he's been riding really. W- I mean, you got to give it to that team. They're the smallest, least known team in the race, and they're they're being aggressive. They're working for it. They're they're trying. Like I don't know, it'll be a stretch if they win a stage, but they're giving it <laughs> their all. Oh, that's all been, you can ask. That's all you can ask yeah. for in a wild card team is that they go yeah. out there, they do crazy stuff, they get in the break, they attack when nobody else will attack. That they they at least let you know they're there. You know. No, it's been it's been absolutely great to see. I've loved every moment of it, and those um those jerseys they pop. They you know it's the reminiscent of the Lamprey Merida jer- or the Lamprey oh, kit yeah. that we uh, we liked for so long. So, um, Contador. He uh, loses like three minutes, 30 seconds, uh, and, you know, he's a couple minutes down, obviously. I mean, now he's still in 13th place, 330 down, but he's he's at least attacking. That's pretty awesome. That's We knew it was going to happen, so eat it up now, yeah. guys, because it's going away. <laughs> it's it's a shame that he had that off day in the first first day in the mountains because he's, he's looked really good, and it's only him and Chavez that look like they could even get well, close to Froome. Um, and that goes to the next thing, good old Froome bot, right? Like... Well, winning our Tim, hearts you and minds. say that, but yeah, he's been he's been it's been it's exciting. Been awesome. That's yeah, what I'm I mean, like Froombot is uh, it's like his AI has totally gone haywire, like an episode <laughs> of Westworld on HBO, and now he's uh, he's looking good out there. He's attacking. He's putting his authority on this race already, and he's already 36 seconds up on Chavez. Chavez, I think, is the only one that can really stick with him. And that's been pretty obvious at this point. He is the only one that can stick with him, but I think. Here's the thing I was thinking this week is, one, Contador looks like the only other guy that can be there, but he's already lost so much time, and everybody else is kind of fighting for scraps. But this is a thing that happens a lot of times in these races is we all, we don't watch Nibali anymore. Everyone's like, ah, he's not there. Like, he's never the Mm -hmm. strongest rider. There's always, even when he won the stage, there was talk. They were like, ah, you know, he wasn't the strongest. He got dropped a little. You always discount Nibali at your peril because the second you write Nibali off, he will he will stick the knife in. I mean, think of all the races he's won other than like the Tour and that one Giro. Like he's won a bunch of other Grand Tours, and they've he's never been rated the strongest. He's never been the rider that everybody feared the most, yeah. but he always finds a way. 
even when he got third this year in the Giro, like it was like he didn't really seem like he was that great, but he he finds a way, and I think there's still a chance, especially if him and Constador get together, and that's I think somebody needs to give them their each their numbers and get them together, maybe have them have a glass of wine or something over the rest of the day and and <laughs> become better friends because I think this could be a match yeah. made in heaven because yeah. Constador has been willing to do crazy stuff in this last week. Nibali's waiting because he's he's crazy in the third week. Who will be the highest place American, TJ Van Garderen or Michael Woods? <laughs> well, it's probably going to be TJ unless Michael's got his papers in uh, yeah. <laughs> while the how, race how is going How much hate mail do you think we're going to get on that one? Just like, guys, Michael Woods is Canadian. He is not American. Uh, we're going to figure out real quick how many Canadian listeners we have. Yeah, we it won't be hate me. mail. It'll be polite It'll be polite suggestion uh, that we get it right mail. Me. I believe you. there was an error in your last tweet. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, another Canadian thing at the Volta that I've been enjoying is yep. the lack of running next to the uh, racers. Racers going oh my up God. A, a hill. Yeah. And then I'm looking. Yep. And I'm like, why is there no one running? And then all of a sudden I start to see these beret-wearing policemen on the side of the road that have that are just running up along the riders. And they're pushing the hands back. Have you seen this? this yep. This is fantastic. I am surprised more like racers I, don't do this where they actually – these guys are walking next to the racers and then every 20 feet there's a new cop that's pushing back the crowd. Have field marshals doing this. It's great. And they're wearing brace, so it looks cool. I didn't see that, but I did notice a distinct lack of runners. Like a lot of people crowding the road and a lot of people like cheering and stuff, but like not – the tour of California level, like where every single person, where you've got 30 people running along the Peloton, like everyone's got a gimmick. Yeah. It drives me crazy, but I, uh, I didn't know that maybe it was being policed in some spots. Uh, but definitely some of the stages where I noticed it, I didn't, I didn't notice any cops being self-policed as well. I I think it's fantastic. I, I, we were watching the stage the other day, me and Alex and, and I, I said it out loud. I was like, man, look at how respectful everybody's being. This is great. No runners. (laughs) It's it's, Although, it's noticeable and it make it's making the Vuelta one of the greatest Grand Tours out there. Although I totally want to jump on the bandwagon where everyone has a gimmick, and my gimmick will be the the boom boom mic operator because I will just find lose Lars Boom climbing up a mountain and then just run alongside him with the boom mic in his face. Well, that may be you, worth it. If you wanted to find Lars Boom, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been at the Vuelta. You'd have been yeah. at Shaw Cells. Oh, segue, Sam in the house. Wow, smooth. Whoa, that's that so smooth. smooth. So you I guys both saw today. this race. Do you both watch it? Yeah. Yes, I, I did. I watched get the to final, watch it. like, 30K. I don't awesome. know what happened yet. Sell me on it. Why do I care? Well, I would tell you, well, when are you going to listen to this podcast um, the next time, little guy? You going to listen to it on, uh, like, Tuesday? <laughs> I mean, whenever it comes out, I'll listen to it. I, I I'll listen, listen to right now on when Tuesday. I'm listening to it. I, I tend to listen to the podcast on Tuesdays when I'm eating tacos. Oh. Okay. At Taco John's? No, Sarah usually makes tacos. Or I go to the okay. B3 Cafe right up the road for their Taco Tuesday. Because um, tacos are where it's at. And I got to tell you, tacos mm-hmm. was where it was at for uh, Shell oh. Shells. All right. Taco <laughs> won it. All right. Who got second? Uh, well, well, funny you should ask. <laughs> funny. <laughs> so... Uh, I'll, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna play any more games. <laughs> <laughs> Room pot taco from Room pot takes the yeah, win. It was you great. Taco okay. took a nice. Yep. So the finish was epic. I would say watch at least the last uh, 10k or so. Um, okay, a group of 
six guys, seven guys got away. Um, it was awesome. Three from Wanted Group, including Wout Van Aert and Stein nice. DeFolder. And, uh, and, and Roompot was there with, with their one guy, Taco. And, uh, and three dudes from um, some other team that I'm totally blanking on right now. But it was, uh, it was, it was a punching them up kind of race. Obviously, like the, the yeah. double track dirt roads and stuff was awesome. Uh, Wout threw down a big move with uh, 3K to go and his bid for the win. And uh, everybody looked at him. And it was, he had number one he on his it. back. I thought he had it. You know, he won last year. And I thought everybody was like, well, <clears throat> there it goes. And yep. Taco was not having it. And bridged across <laughs> within the nice. last, like, K and a half. Caught him in the final corner with, like, 400 meters to go. And just made him look like he was standing still. Just came through the corner with so much more speed and sprinted out of it, and it was Wout had no response. It was awesome. So everyone, that go find this. It, it is yeah. the Shawl Shells uh, race. It's the 92nd version of this classic. Uh, it's 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 Trobro Leone, but in August and but cooler. Whoa. It was on. It was on my uh, draft corner uh, pick back in the uh, draft corner episode. It was my fifth pick uh, yep. of my top five greatest races that exist. So I think you should go check it out for that reason alone. Uh, but let alone the hundreds of sections of cobblestones, the dirt cow paths, the ridiculous uh, scenery that they go through. Um, it's awesome. If you like Paris-Roubaix and you want to see it again, go check out this race. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I think more. it just goes to show that these uh, pro-Conti like, Belgian races are actually more exciting to watch i think than watching pro tour level races sometimes that well, it's, it's going to yeah. be exciting the, when room pot replaces cannondale next year in the uh pro tour do, i mean does does anybody else every time they see room pot just think it's roomba and think it's little robotic uh vacuum cleaners but then no, you realize it's not I, dude, that, that would be me? a good sponsor I That's just true. think of a freaking little poop pot in your room every time, and I think, why is that sponsoring a team? I'm Susie Martin, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, so we've made it to the pre-lap. Once again, thanks to everyone that signed up for the Wide Angle Podium donor drive. We appreciate it. Uh, as a quick reminder, if you join up this week, you still have a chance to win the Heimar Zubeldi assigned Trek Segafredo jersey. We'd also um, want to uh, thank uh, healthiq.com slash slowride for uh, continuing their uh, sponsorship with us. It also helps when uh, you guys go and check it out. It is uh, is a place where you can go save a bunch of money on life insurance. You're going to pay a little bit less because they take into account your health um, scores on their own uh, internal testing and how uh, things work out. And they're going to find you that cheaper rate. And it is where you want to go um, for life insurance. Yeah. yeah. So what you do, what if you're riding 50 miles a week, you will qualify for lower rates. They can find you that. Um, that's the number they have set. And I, I would think that most people out there uh, listening to this show are bike nerds enough to be pedaling 50 hours a week. 
uh, or 50 miles a week. That's that's just one good ride, you know, or a commuting back and forth to work even every day. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so you can show them your Strava files. You can show them your Map My Ride files. They'll take that. They'll they'll take that into consideration, which is awesome because what other life insurance company are you gonna find that's gonna that's gonna respect what you're doing to keep yourself healthy that much, you know? Yeah. Um, so you take a, a quiz online, healthiq.com slash slow ride, uh, score elite on that quiz. You can upload, uh, screenshots of your Strava if you want. You can do all that stuff. They will, uh, scour around and get you all the discounts that they can and, uh, get you a quote. And it's really that simple. Like it's, 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 you're just saving money. You know, if you've got other life insurance right now, you're just lighting money on fire. So, <laughs> so yeah, go visit healthiq.com no, slash slow I'm serious. I'm hey. serious. Healthiq.com slash slow ride. Check it out. It's not going to yeah. cost you anything. You just you fill out the quiz and see what they can do. So now that I'm no longer um, able to eat ice cream, guys, I need to, uh, I got to step up. Where am I going to get my fix? Where am I going to hook up the, uh, the, the snacks and the nom noms? Totally going to go to naturebox.com, a new sponsor of the Slow Ride podcast. And I'm uh, pretty sure that I'm going to start building out my little box with some uh, dark cocoa nom noms because that's going to replace the uh, the problem that I'm having with my cookies and cream ice cream. So uh, there you go. Huh? That sounds like a good plan. Sounds like a tasty plan. That's what it sounds like. Head to naturebox.com slash slow ride. And if you enter the promo code slow ride, you're going to get free snacks three of them three free snacks so start filling up your cart you know you start seeing the the dollars add up and it's not even that expensive but then you put in that promo code slow ride boom three of them are free Damn. pretty simple Super pretty good simple. deal they've um, got they've got over a hundred different snacks so you got a lot to choose from they're all made from high quality simple ingredients uh no artificial colors or flavors or sweeteners um, so it's pretty easy to feel good about having some snacks. That's right. Better than, uh, just a bunch of airheads. Cause you know, airheads are my go-to when I'm out on a bike ride. So I'm, I'm starting that's, to become an adult. So now I'm going to need disgusting. this. <laughs> that's totally that's disgusting. gross. Um, and here's, here's the last thing about nature box is there's also no risk. If you, if you buy a snack from them and you're like, Ugh, I bought nuts fruit and nuts and i hate that i decided i'm not vegan anymore it. yeah Ugh, like, this is so this, healthy and delicious this, this vegan lifestyle is not for me yeah mm-hmm. they uh they'll replace it for free like with something else so if oh, you don't okay. like it boom like man this vegan thing's gonna be real easy yeah yeah it's gonna be awesome so i would encourage you all to check it out plus they're a new sponsor of ours which uh it would mean a lot if we could get uh get them some traffic so naturebox.com slash slow ride and remember that promo code slow ride to get your three free snacks all right and uh one one quick shout out uh, every week uh I, I like to check out new shows um one of my uh a new show that i've listened to on the uh podcast network that i haven't really it's newer to us so i haven't listened to a bunch that is laser radio go check it out they do do a pretty sweet interview with erica aller the uh current women's criterium national champion so go check that out WideAnglePodium.com, you'll find the link for Laser Radio. Yeah, should you guys should check out the Bike Shop Cross Show. I have a question for them. I'm just going to throw this out. I'm giving a plug for them and a question. Should I replace my carbon fork? It's over 10 years old. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that on your cross bike or your road bike? 
Well, both, but the cross bike one has seen a lot of life, man. And just the other day at the cross race, Wednesday night cross, first one of the season, uh, Doug was looking at my bike and he said, is that the is that the fork that was on the bike my brother sold you 10 years ago? And I said, yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> and I was thinking about uh, then about how when I put it on and I was cranking down on that uh, expansion plug thing, it was kind of making sounds and I was thinking, man, this is an old fork. So, um, <laughs> I, I think, I think your road bike might be okay, but, uh, yeah, you might want to consider the cross bike uh, upgrade. All right. I mean, I don't, I mean, you guys can say whatever you want. You guys don't know anything. I'm trusting the guys, uh, bike shop CX <laughs> personally. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, I, I am a little worried about it, but. Hi, this is Patrick Murphy, and I want to interview Prim in the Greenfield Criterium. You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. At this time of the show, we love to read reviews, but we haven't gotten a review in almost a month. So, someone step up your game. Log into Apple Podcasts, look up the Slow Ride. You know, if you want to give us four star, that's fine. But come on, give us something. We we'd love to read a uh, no, read a review no, live no, on the air. That's not fine. Okay, that's not okay. fine. Okay, log, we, log back into Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Five stars, man. Like, if, if I, don't, I don't see, I don't see how any episode we've done is is lower than five star quality lately. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not one to toot our own horns, but we've been crushing it. It's a solid gold. Yeah, it's solid. always solid gold. Hey, um, other big news. This was going to be the lead of the week. Jack Brobridge, former <laughs> Olympic, uh, was he a silver medalist? Yeah, I think he was silver medal. Um, and he was on a variety of uh, teams. Uh, yep. Jack Bowbridge is uh, in custody now with the Australian police for selling ecstasy on the uh, side of the road. <laughs> well, maybe not side of the road, but maybe in his gym um, where he was a, uh, a personal training coach. So any any uh, anything on this little guy? Uh, sad i don't know i don't really know what to say i just sort of it was just one of those the yep former cyclist selling drugs thing you're like all right just put another one just another one i don't know it's just whatever i don't even know what to say about it it's just a bummer i mean yeah yeah the the problem is is uh they got caught that's the problem well that's the big problem but the (laughs) other problem is He's one of those guys that you never really he didn't have a cloud of suspicion around him at all as far as his cycling career is concerned, at least not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um and and this isn't like performance enhancing stuff necessarily, but it 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 throws his character into question. Well you know? but does that but is does sad. this but is it throw his character into question in cycling or is this because like what we just talked about, there's no money in cycling. He he had a, a few, I mean I he think, had a few I think good he years. did okay. I think he did, he did okay, fine. but he retired early because he had arthritis or whatever. Yeah, didn't he have arthritis or something? He had some sort of condition that he. I thought there was some he, kind of medical thing. Yeah, yeah he might he have had, had a lucrative thing. drug dealing ring. <laughs> <laughs> lucrative. I don't know. I don't know anything about how much these guys make, but I will say this: is that he was around for a while since 2010 was when he was on Team Garmin, and yeah, he was on a couple of the uh, you know continental Australian teams uh, before that, but. He was on one of my favorite jerseys that I would have drafted, the Belkin team. Um, But it looks like he was on the team budget forklifts, which is a very underrated continental team when it existed. That's a that's a great team name. That's 
almost like Capital City Meets in Velo Games, where it's just yeah. a real working class name. Like, oh, who are you racing for? I race for uh, the factory team, you know, team budget forklifts. It's great. Yep. Not even not even team expensive shiny forklifts. <laughs> <laughs> Little guy. Yeah. The other thing you had here in the notes um, is uh, glue and tubular season. So you having some fun gluing your tubies? I got a little stoned earlier this week, guys, and I didn't mean to. <laughs> I mean, speaking of drugs, but I, I was gluing them in the basement, and then I went upstairs to go to bed, and I was kind of like staggering around, and I was like, "What the hell?" Um, I'm not. I can't use tubosity anymore because I can't find good tubosity anymore. And this all uh, these that's other a paradox because there's uh, never been good tubosity. I'm telling you guys, <laughs> tubosity was the best stuff. I cannot get continental to glue up a good tubular but it well, does get me stoned which i yeah. don't enjoy at all the continental is trash like the year that i rolled all those tubulars Ugh. that you like to make fun of me for it was all because of the continental are those the ones you sold me that i rolled <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> but ever since i went to the victoria mastic uh, it's been it's been solid ever since and that's been like i don't know 10 years of using that stuff with no issues well i got one more tube so i'll probably use it but then i'll probably switch over to the victoria um because you guys know I'm a tubosity guy, but they changed the formula, and I, I can't find it anyway, so it doesn't even matter. So, But I I love glue and tubulars, but I don't like the fact that now I have to do it like in my yard because otherwise I can't think straight for the next three days. Um, <laughs> it's not fun. Um, no, it's not. No, it's not. Anyway, but, you know, when you're gluing tubulars, you know it's cross-season, and that's exciting, so. I can't believe it's cross season already, and it's just August. But you know, good luck out there, little guy. I know you already started <laughs> racing, and uh, maybe I'll do one or two uh, this year. Uh, who knows? And yeah. um, with, speaking of cross, uh, did you guys see uh, Jens Voigt tweeting um, a tweet that we actually had a week ago about the Cyclocross World Cup in Madison, about how he's hosting a race, and yeah. you can race against. Jens Voigt and Sven Nice on the lakefront in downtown Madison. Little guy, you going to go down there and go do this? I am not going to make it down there, no, Do you think you could beat Jens Voigt in a cross race? That's what I was getting at here. Well, you know, the form's coming along um, better than I expected, but no, probably not. Uh, I, I bet you he could destroy it. I, I mean, these types of guys, they got to be so strong. It doesn't even matter. He's you got, know Sven I mean, Nice would be able to beat He's you. got old man power like no, like nobody. I mean, come on. So on a jingle jingle cross or on a regular cross course, little guy, a seven eight minute lap. Um, yeah. How many how many minute head start would you need to beat Sven Nice in a lap? Like like how far? Like, like oh, an eight I need minute, a minute lap. Yeah, and then and it's a regular race. I yeah. think he'd give me one lap. I got him for the course of the for over the entire race. Yeah, maybe he's not he's not a pro anymore. So he'd give me a lap, maybe. Wow. So you're saying then if uh, if it were a, a legit race that you guys were in and you started all at the same time, he would lap you with only one lap remaining in the race? I'm saying now with him not being pro. I'm saying if he was still yeah. pro, he would have put, I mean, I would have gone like three or four laps down. I'm saying yeah. now that he's just <laughs> running a team and probably like only okay. riding when like, when like somebody in the team does something wrong in practice, he yeah. goes, "Give me the bike," and he goes yeah. out and does it, and he's like, "That's how," and he like throws like, it back perfectly, at him perfectly, like parts the water, and yeah, him and shows him, yeah. This he's like looking at the waters. numbers yeah. later, and he's like, "Look at this, you guys. Their fastest lap time was this. <sighs> Give me the bike," and he shows them a faster lap time, and he's you know, yeah. 
That's well, what I imagine his coaching style is like. I can't but. believe cross, cross World Cups are right around the corner. It's uh, very exciting, and the U.S. once again gets to host two yeah. of them. Um, so make sure you check those out, yeah. Jingle Cross, and, of course, the Trek World Cup in Waterloo, Wisconsin. We got, um, so Jingle Cross has been historically one of my favorite races and courses and venues forever. Like I think it is probably the best course in uh, in the country that we have yep. to offer. Uh, but man, Trek is uh, talking a lot of trash and stepping up their game. And it, I saw some of the course previews today. I'm not sure which one I would want to go to if I was able to make it to either, which I'm yeah. not. But, you know. They, I, uh, yeah, people in the Midwest there, little guy, you guys, uh, have it kind of made lately. Yeah. If I was confident that I was remotely fast and it was worth me driving really far, uh, maybe next year I'll try, try to hit either of those races again, but this year I'm going to skip them. But yeah, Trex stepped it up. I, I didn't do it last year, but I did it the previous year and they, they even stepped it up that year from what yeah. it had been like when we'd did it or that time you showed up and pre-wrote it and flipped over your handlebars this yeah, is what happens good. when you're on baby duty I'm, I'm learning yeah this is what yeah. happens um yeah. it, i know you guys haven't done any cross races yet i was gonna say i did a cross race on wednesday our wednesday series started and i got some pretty good heckles a couple no of them such thing I've no no i gotta say <laughs> this was a solid one and, and i don't know who yelled it but it, it shows their slow ride uh, podcast listener is I don't have my bike fully race prepped yet, so I don't have the campy shifters back on it. I still got the bar ends on it from its gravel duty earlier in the year. And I came around Jesus. the corner and somebody okay. yelled at me, I thought you fixed the campy shifter. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a super solid heckle. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I do have to say to all the people that heckled me that I had down tube shifters, they're on the end of my bars. They can't be down tube shifters. Just listen to what you're saying. It's physically impossible for a down tube shifter to be on the end of a bar. It becomes a bar end shifter. So all the people that heckled me that I had down tube shifters. Yeah. I, don't know where they, I don't know where they would get the idea that you only have down tube shifting. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. But they were watching me <laughs> shift and they were and they were yelling, oh, he's got down tube shifters. Like. Come on. You should, you should consider a guest spot on the bike shop uh, cross show you... with that kind of level of technical knowledge. <laughs> Wait, and, and, right? <laughs> you'd fit right in. Um, uh, so, so little guy, when are you? So, when you're out there racing and you're actually like internalizing these heckles, um, that leads yep. me to question: Are you really racing, or are you just spectating? <laughs> oh, because because I was I could think, so yes. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. No, I was racing, man. I was on my limit that whole race. Let me tell you. Oh, um, sure. No, I it was. It was hard. Um, so I was definitely racing, but you know, you you still got to take a minute to to absorb the good heckles and the bad heckles. Well, and you know, one of the things I want to do uh, next week, guys, I want to do an eBay watch list um, uh, section. We haven't done one in a little while, and with cross season coming up, so if some of our listeners have a good uh, eBay watch list find that they have, make sure you email us at the uh, slowridepodcast at gmail dot com so we can kind of see that. And Spencer sent me the file for the second Klein Corner uh, for all you uh, folks that ponied up for the podcast. Um, I'm going to record it right after we do the podcast well not right after because i hear my baby crying so i'm probably gonna go comfort my baby first and then i'm gonna uh <laughs> i'm gonna do that and and get that off the spencer so that should be coming out fairly soon yeah, pretty quick yeah so nice volume two i like it volume two it's, it's gonna be good so 
That's it, guys. We're out of here. Unless you got something else to say. Nope, I have absolutely nothing else to say. I think we should just (laughs) totally just run this one out and let's just get going. It's kind of uh, trying to avoid the uh, Vela Games talk there, eh, Timmy? Oh, We'd like to thank shit. you for listening to the no, show. Shit. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, Hi, Spencer. Thank you. All right, make it quick. Uh, oh, I, I can't was hear so close to getting. I was so close to getting away with this. No, you weren't. Um, <laughs> so I haven't looked at it for a few days, but I've been watching the Volta, and I think things are looking good. Things are not looking good for me because I lost Larry Warbass and I lost uh, Bargiel. So um, it's tough. Very tough. And and you lost Degan Kolb. <laughs> and you lost Degan Kolb. Oh man, Tim, you're Tim. Tim a, a third Tim, of man. Tim's team is gone. <laughs> and they're like, Tim, wow. I'm, I'm starting to feel sorry. Maybe I'll mercy kill you off this thing. Oh. I do have Chavez is the only thing I've got, and Micah. Yeah, that, Chavez is solid at least for you. Me and yeah, Spencer were wrong for, about that. At least I guess you got that. For now, for now, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how. Yeah, he plays so I am not sitting good. I am in the um, probably the. The ninety eighth percentile of the uh, or whatever bad, the, in a bad way. Yeah, whatever <laughs> the bad one is. Yeah. yeah, you weren't dead last, which I was actually impressed by. Uh, little guy, you are uh, in the lead of the three of us uh, with like fifteen, almost sixteen hundred points. Yeah. I mean the thirteen hundreds there, so I'm not. Uh, no, you're not nipping. out of the picture. Yeah. Well, and we got especially. Especially with the shark, I'm going to be nipping a little harder. Yeah, I'm worried about the shark, and we've got the problem we have all the time is we've always got some overlap, and so I'm super excited. Ella Philippe for the yeah. damn Spencer's got Ella Philippe too. It just yep. means we stay even with each other. So, Timmy is down, uh, <laughs> way down at the bottom of this list here. <laughs> with, let's just say nicely, he's a sub 1,000 points. Yeah. Do you guys want to make fun of my Velo Games team anymore? Or can we please move on to just no, I, ending I this think podcast? I think your Velo Games team makes fun of itself quite quite well enough. Um, we should give a shout out to uh, Peter Osborne, Smiley Pies, uh, leading our league right now. And, of course, uh, Jonathan S. with the Lance Chance Saloon, bringing up the rear. Uh, not even doing as well as Tim. Oh, hey, you know who I am beating, though? The Alma GP. So uh, take that, Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> Michigan. And, uh, well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Thanks to BK1 for the use of the track Tama Do Cannibal off the album Radio Do Cannibal. Thanks to those of you tweeting about the show and for telling your friends about us. HealthIQ.com slash slowride to find out how to save money on your life insurance. You can also um, go to naturebox.com slash slowride. Enter the promo code slowride to get some free nom noms. Email us at the slowride podcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to answer your questions. Uh, rate and subscribe on Apple uh, Podcasts. And uh, with that, we'll catch you next week. Don't be that guy on the ride. This is Tim in Orlando. It's Matt Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston reminding you guys to always... Always, always wave at your fellow spandex clown suit wearing nerds that you pass out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.
All right, kids crying. I got to go. Bye. Did you guys know that the front man of Fugazi is also racing for um, Cannondale Drapek?